Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed, where every week we bust the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding and sometimes beyond. Now, today we're sticking really close to breastfeeding, but we're actually talking about breastfeeding as related to getting your certification for being a breastfeeding expert, that is, your International Board Certified Lactation Examiners, IBLCE's certification, which, by the way, is called the IBCLC. How is that for a mouthful? You're an International Board Certified Lactation Consultant. So here's the thing. I know that in this COVID year, we've had a lot of ups and downs with what should I do? What should I not do? What's going to make any difference to what I'm going to do? How am I going to re? I don't know about you, but I feel like I've rearranged my whole life here. And certification is one of the things that's on people's minds, either because they don't know if now is the time. For some people, that seems like a better idea. For some people, it seems like a lesser idea. But I'm going to try to explain to you why I think that now most definitely is the time. It absolutely is the time to get your certification if you haven't already gotten your certification and to keep your certification, even if you've got it, which by the way, that basically comes down to renewal. And finally, ways that you might want to use your certification if you haven't already thought about it, because this has been a kind of different year. So let me start with why it might be to your benefit to get your initial certification. And understand here, I'm talking certification mostly as an IBCLC, but you could probably make the same case for other certifications too. Like for instance, uh, being certified as a uh, inpatient obstetrical nurse or some such thing like that. All right. This is the first thing that jumps to my mind. This is not a surefire cure. It is not a guarantee. But at least in some hospitals where I have worked, having certification has I'm going to say reduced the likelihood of the possibility that you might get pulled to a different unit. I'm going to repeat, no guarantees here. It really depends on how much your hospital values the certified nurse. But I will tell you this. As soon as I heard supervisors talking about pulling people to another unit, like I could just feel the hair on the back of my neck go up because I don't want to go to another unit. I don't feel I can do a good job on another unit. I don't necessarily hate it, okay? I'm actually, I kind of like a little variety actually, but I'm really just not confident. I'm not capable. 
And the longer that you are away from it, the harder it is. So I'm going to go with the thought here that if you are a certified nurse, you have a lower likelihood if your hospital really values that. Now, I know that there are some of you out there who are not a nurse. I really don't know how it works for dietitians or for other people, but I'm going to go on the assumption here that it does buy you something. So maybe my bigger message is this, and that is, if you don't have your certification, what is it that you might be losing? What is it that you might be not enjoying? What is it that you might not be comfortable with? Honestly, I always feel like having your certification at least in your own head, makes you more comfortable with what you are doing. Now, maybe it's just, maybe it's just me, okay? But I will tell you that I got my certification as an online training professional because I knew that I was doing online education. And by online, I mean like live online, okay? And that is... Is something I've been doing for several years. I've probably been teaching live online for the last five or six, maybe maybe even as much as seven years, even before we used Zoom. Now, right now we're using Zoom, but we've used other uh, platforms as well. But I did it because it made me feel like I actually know what I'm doing. So I'm going to make the case that self-confidence is part of it as well. All right. I'm also going to give you another reason, and that is when you have certification, I think that at least in some organizations, it decreases the likelihood of your losing your job if certification is required. Now, people ask me this question quite frequently. Well, Marie, if I get my IBCLC, does that mean that I'm more likely to be hired for the job or be able to keep the job? And my answer is always the same. It really makes a difference where you live and who your employer is. So, for example, if you are in a state where there is a glut of IBCLCs, it might not be as important. Or, excuse me, it's the other way around, sorry. It's very important. If you are living in North Carolina, Ohio, uh, California, Illinois, those are the four that come to my mind right off the bat. There's a lot of IBCLCs there. And so, frankly, employers don't have to hire anybody unless they do have their IBCLC. Now, I don't know this firsthand, so I might be, I might be wrong on this, but I don't think so. And I'll tell you why, because I have taught live, in person, on site in all of those four states. And I hear that from people all the time. Oh, I'm so petrified because if I don't have my IBCLC, it's usually people that are worried about failing, okay? I'm not going to be able to to have my job or keep my job because there are so many other people out there that do have their certification. In other states, I would say it's not as critical. For example, um, probably if you are in, say, Alabama, it's probably not as big of a deal. 
And then there are some states where it might be a bigger deal, it might be a lesser deal. But I'm just telling you, if you want to set yourself up for getting a job, this is a great step. I have been a certified nurse in one form or another since 1985. Now, that goes back a ways, okay? As a matter of fact, in those days, it was so unusual for a nurse to become certified that we didn't have any place to sit for the certification exam in 1985, okay? So at the time, I was living and working just out in or outside of Rochester, New York, and I had to fly to Washington, D.C. in order to get my uh, certification as an in-house obstetrical nurse. Times have changed, okay? Now it's fairly easy, and some of these things you can actually either do the prep or do the exam online, but I kind of want to tell you that I did it because I knew that it was going to give me some opportunities that I might not otherwise have. And you need to be kind of thinking about the same thing. What opportunities does that open up for you? Or does it just make you feel like you're a whole lot better than everybody else? I Maybe I just got an ego, but I was certified long before anybody else that I knew of. And I've since earned other and more and different certifications. But I still think that certification shows that you actually know what you're doing. So just saying. Another question, though, that I get is, will I be paid more if I have my certification? And the answer is, I don't know. Quite honestly, I have never been paid one nickel an hour more, even when I held multiple certifications all at the same time. I I just never got paid anymore. So I do think that that is a question worth raising, but I can't guarantee you. Now, here's another thing. What if you say, hey, you know what, Marie, where I live right now, nobody gives a rip, whether I'm a certified nurse or a certified dog catcher. You know, certification is not important here. Okay, great. I understand. But here's my question. What about if next year you end up moving to another state? With the exception of this year, I have taught every year every single year on site in the greater Dallas, Texas neighborhood. Actually, some some years I've, I've been there twice. I have heard very recently from people who are in Texas that their hospital would not hire them. This is These are nurses, would not hire them unless they had some sort of certification. So it could be like certification as an obstetrical nurse or certification in electronic fetal monitoring or a certification in oncology or whatever they're in, okay? But because I was in Dallas, I did have people saying, I'm prepping to get my IBCLC certification because that is by my agency, my hospital is telling me that I've got to have a certification in order to work there. And I'm like, Wow. Okay. That kind of surprises me, but, and I don't even know if it's true. All right. Full disclaimer here. I did not check that out, but I have to believe that the people that were talking to me were pretty confident that they were telling me the truth. Okay. All right. So 
Here's another reason why I think now is the time to get your certification. And that is, you might get an opportunity to save some money. Now, let's say, for instance, let's just say that you want to do my 90-hour online lactation course. It gives you all 90 hours that all, all of the educational hours, okay, the lactation-specific educational hours to sit for the IBLCE exam. And, of course, you've got some other requirements, but, but that's huge, all right? Right now, we are not hiking the price. The world is kind of in a bad state. And what's more is, right now, I am giving you your five hours of required communication credits if you just take my 90-hour course before I rescind the offer for the freebie, okay? So that's that just simply means you're going to take, you're going to pay me for one required course and you're going to get the other required course free. And for those of you who are saying, Marie, wait a minute, I've never heard about this five-hour communication requirement. Uh, yeah, I know this is kind of new to all of us, but it is now being required as of 2021. It is being required on top of the 90 hours, okay? So I just want to make sure that you know that that is out there. I haven't raised the price of the 90-hour course. And on top of that, I'm going to give you the five-hour course if, 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 if you buy my 90-hour course. All right. Here's another reason to get your certification now. Babies are always being born. Breastfeeding has actually become more popular in the last, I don't know, 10 years maybe. I don't know if I could put a number on that. I am fairly sure to tell you that 1971, I believe, was the lowest in the rate of breastfeeding in the United States. And we've been pretty much hiking up ever since. Yeah, there's been a couple of little blips here and there, but pretty much we have been on the upswing. So my information to you here is that breastfeeding has not gone out of style. If anything, there are going to be more opportunities and you are always going to have a job if you are in the baby world. You may not be old enough to remember this, but in uh, the North, or, or you might have lived elsewhere, but in the Northeast, there was a blackout in 2003 that affected hundreds of thousands of Americans in that region. Guess what we had nine months later? Lots of babies, okay? So in a post-COVID situation, after parents have been in the same house together for months, what do you think will happen? Yeah, <laughs> I think you know. I think that as long as parents are together and as long as parents keep making babies, which is always, you will always have a job. Okay. 
remember, too, that those people, back to the increased breastfeeding trend here, remember that those who are breastfeeding now were probably bottle-fed as babies, and so their mothers are unlikely to be able to offer much advice. You might be able to get yourself a gig helping with that. Uh, without family expertise, you know, hiring an IBCLC looks like a smart thing to do. Let's say that you go out on your own, and I'm going to talk about that more in a minute. But if you're a lactation consultant with a certification, because guess what? People do value certifications. Parents may hesitate to pay you a few hundred dollars for your service, but just remind them that that's a really small investment compared to the thousands of dollars they will spend on formula during the baby's first year of life if they quit breastfeeding. So it's actually a really smart move, a really economical move for them, because guess what? Some of them have lost a job. So recognize that there's a possibility here. In other words, here's what I'm saying. COVID has been wicked, all right? It has been wicked, but it has given some people an opportunity and you need to look for those opportunities. You need to get your head around how does this crisis actually create an opportunity for me? And I posit that can be done. You just got to find it. Here's another reason to get another certification if you already have a certification. I would encourage you to listen to this podcast, my interview with Amber Thomas. Now, she came to my course to prepare for the IBCLC. Actually, I'm I'm very sure she did do the course in Dallas. I've taught in 40 out of the 50 states, but uh, <laughs> I guess I've really given Dallas and Texas a uh, big plug here today. But anyway, uh, parents, she I, I said to her, look it. You know, you're already a registered nurse. You already have a bachelor's degree. You already have your certification as a doula. Why do you want to get a certification as an IBCLC? And I was so impressed with her answer. She said, well, because then I can package my service. Because guess what? When people are through using my doula service, what else do they need? Oh, lactation. So, Getting your IBCLC could enable you to put a package together rather than just offering an individual service. Here's another thing that I've kind of alluded to, but I want to go into a little deeper, which is credibility when changing jobs or changing your setting. So I talked a little bit about moving to a new location, and I stand by what I said a minute ago. But I also want to say, what about when you're just changing jobs within the same city? I can't tell you how many applications I've looked at over my career. Now, here's a not very well-known fact, but I did spend a short amount of miserable time in a rather high-level administrative position at a hospital. So I did a lot of hiring and firing. Really hated that job. Anyway, When everybody's resume all looked pretty much like the same, you know, but yeah, 
this person had certification and that person did not have certification, then who do you think is going to land at the top of my pile? I'm not necessarily going to offer that person the job, but they are going to come to the top of my pile as opposed to the bottom of my pile or somewhere just kind of rifling through the pile. So try to think about that if you're out of a job or if you're going to, by choice, go to a new job. Now, what about if you want to go to a new setting? Oh, can I back up a minute? I want to talk about updating your resume. I have a really good blog post on uh, uh, updating your resume. And that is on my website. It's M-A-R-I-E-B-I-A-N-C-U-Z-Z-O.com. And if you go up on the right-hand side, you'll see blog. Click on blog. And when the search bar comes in, resume, R-E-S-U-M-E, and it will come right up for you. Now, that blog post was done really just as a summary of a conversation that I had with a real RN who also was a real IBCLC. Like almost all of my blog posts, I do not make them up. I don't get somebody else to write them. I write like 99% of my own. I We did run a piece on military spouses a while ago, and I did assign that to somebody in my office who is a military spouse. But, um, you know, pretty much those posts are all there because they're a question that somebody else has raised. And I'm guessing that you have that question, too. How can I improve my my resume if I've lost my job and I'm going to a different setting or or a different hospital or a different whatever, different location? Okay, so here's another reason why you need to get your certification, and that is because you stand a better job as chance at landing at the top of the pile if you're changing jobs. Okay. So what about, now this gets kind of hairy. What about if you have just taken the IBLCE exam and what about if you failed? So many people call my office and they're like, oh, I failed. I'm never going to be able to do this. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Thousands of other people have done this and you can too. And by the way, I have helped people who have failed multiple, multiple times. I'm thinking of one woman who failed four times before she came to my 90-hour lactation course. And the next time she, she passed. I can think of another woman who came from across the country and she had failed three times. Next time she passed, it can be done. But I want to urge you to get your certification now because if you have failed, IBLCE will send you this thing that says, dear person, you have failed and you have the opportunity to get 50% off from the next registration. And I am desperately trying to look to see if I can get you that exact wording because I don't want to misrepresent them. As you know, I do not work for IBLCE. I, I, I don't want to misquote them, but I'm actually, I'm kind of not quoting them here. 
So uh, give me just a second. Oh, wait a minute. I think I see it. Hold on. I don't like to paraphrase. Here is their retesting policy. There is no limit to the number of times an unsuccessful candidate may apply to retest the IBCLC certification examination. Application, applicants who plan to retest the examination should carefully review their examination score report and consider completing education in those areas of the examination in which their performance was poor. To be eligible to take the exam again, a candidate must meet current eligibility requirements, submit an application for the applicable examination, and pay the relevant examination fee. But, but just wait a minute, there's more on that. The rationale for the retesting policy is that candidates are encouraged to affirmatively address areas of deficiency prior to retaking the examination. Now, get this. I quote, if a candidate fails the IBCLC examination, then they are eligible to receive a 50% discounted examination retest fee for the next three examination attempts or up to three years following the first time they do not pass. Both initial and recertification examination candidates are eligible for the discounted rate. Now, a couple of things I want to tell you about that, which is, first of all, if you want to do it, you want to do it sooner rather than later, right? Secondly, I have a failure package for people who have failed. There is no guarantee to that package. There is no guarantee to any of my courses right now, and I will repeat that. There is no guarantee on any of my packages or my courses at this point. But I will tell you that I've had some really good reports from people who have done what I've encouraged them to do. And the, if you sit down and you hunker down and you do the course, you're going to improve your chances. And if you need some specialized help, we can give you that too. But I really want to encourage you to take advantage of that quote, 50% discounted examination retest fee that the IBLCE is offering you. So don't put it off forever. Okay. Then I will also tell you that if you've got time on your hands, that is for one reason or another, you are not working right now. If you buy my course, we give everybody 18 months to complete it. So if you buy it now, you don't necessarily need to complete it now, but you do have to wonder about if I'm going to hike the price, which by the way, we're already in talks about that at the office. Well, not that anybody's at the office, but we're having Zoom talks about it. And I am not going to be offering that free communication course forever either. Okay. So it would behoove you if you've got time on your hands to take advantage of that 18 month. And by the way, if you want to just buy it in units, we, we can help you with that too. Some people really can't afford to do the whole program all at once. Okay. And then 
what I believe to be maybe my final point, because you never know, you kind of never know what my final point is, do you? I always seem to be able to come up with a different reason, but I really do. I believe in certification. I do. I have done recertification myself, certification or recertification. So I want to suggest to you that this might be a chance when you want to go out on your own and start a private practice. And you're saying, Marie, are you out of your living mind? No, I'm not. This might possibly be the best time to start a private practice. You're saying, uh, convince me? Well, yeah. If you start now, you've got a chance to grow. And you've probably got less competition because some people, I I know that as of, I don't know, April or May or something, more than 100,000 businesses had shuttered their doors. So you might have less competition. That's a very distinct possibility. I want to encourage you to really look at this possibility of independent practice, lactation consultant in private practice, any of those kinds of things. And yes, other people are doing it. As a matter of fact, I have on my calendar for next week a woman who took my 90-hour course. She's been at the hospital for, I don't know, at least a few years. And she just contacted me and she said, I am interested in starting my own private practice. I have some questions. Can you help me? And I said, oh, wow, you're right in luck. Because actually, I am offering coaching services on starting your own business. So if you want to get in on the ground level, I can help you with that as well. But I'm going to tell you that starting your own private practice without certification, I I just don't think that's advisable for anybody. I don't care if you are a certified public accountant or a certified plumber or what you are. I I think it's really hard to be owning your own business and selling your service. Now, if you're selling goods, that might be different. But if you are selling a service, being certified is important. So... I want to offer you that opportunity. I want to tell you that if you're interested, please send me an email at info at breastfeedingoutlook.com. That's info at breastfeedingoutlook.com. And tell me that you're interested in coaching services for starting your private practice gig. Or here's the other thing. Maybe you don't even want to go the whole, the whole enchilada. Maybe you just want to have a side gig. You can do that. If you want to have a side gig, it's your life. You can do it. Let me help you get started. And whatever you do, don't make the mistakes that I have made. Oh, man, I have made mistakes worth tens of thousands of dollars. I'd be happy to try to help you to stop, like, not do that. All righty. It's... You just got to know what you're doing, okay? You just got to know what you're doing. So those are probably my best eight or ten reasons for why certification is important, whether you are getting your certification 
or keeping your certification or some ways that you can use your certification in a way that maybe you hadn't thought about. So I'm happy to help you in any way I can. If you're interested, I I mentioned like a whole flock of things today here, didn't I? So maybe I should just kind of summarize. I have a 90-hour all-online course. In answer to your question, I am not running my live course, at least for the next several months. Now, come summertime, I don't know, we'll see. But uh, the 90-hour course, if you buy now, if you buy my course now, I will be giving you the five hours of communication. That offer will not last forever. I have a special failure package for people who have failed. I'm offering coaching services for people who want to start their own practice or for people who want just to have a side gig of That's private practice, too. It is. It's just not full-time. So I am happy to help you in any of those ways. Please visit me at mariebiancuso.com. I'll repeat that. It's M-A-R-I-E-B-I-A-N-C-U-Z-Z-O.com. But pretty much, we're available most days, Monday through Friday, most business hours, just not always. And the other thing is, you can always send me email. Just send info, uh, here's the uh, the address, info at breastfeedingoutlook.com. That's info at breastfeedingoutlook.com. I'm Marie Biancuso. I've enjoyed talking with you today. And I hope that in all circumstances, you remember that your job is to help somebody else to breastfeed and that we all remember that everybody's baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuso next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby. 